0: The Bears and the Wildcats in Waco for a blackout this Saturday. They don't get bigger than this with a Big 12 title on the line. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Baylor. I'm Drake Tolton, SportsZilla, the Bears, the pigskin preacher. Scotty Swingler is to my right, left, one or the other, something like that. Thank you for making Locked on Baylor your first listen every single day. And thank you specifically to Baylor Athletics for hearing the people and siding with a blackout on Saturday. The crowd should be electric, Scotty, and it couldn't be a bigger game for the Bears with so much at stake in these next three.
1: Man, this is huge, and this was this is what you want when you're a college football fan, right? Everything is on the line. Big game at home under the lights. Um, hey, update me. Maybe I missed it. Did Baylor Athletics officially get on board with the blackout? I really don't think I noticed that yet.
0: Dude, so on board? Not even funny. Maybe is this for real?
1: Yeah, I was being for real.
0: That's not even facetious. Been, I've
1: been really no, I've been really busy this week. I thought Your it pastor. was. I thought it was like a student launched. Dude, like Baylor, deal.
0: Baylor went in on it. They said yes. They What's even up? posted and said that they they didn't like it. It was very snarky post, uh, which is kind of funny too. I like that they did that because they said just be there, period, with a black circle, and then a picture of McLean blacked out. So Okay,
1: okay, but if is that getting on board or is that appeasing the Twitter mafia? Because all those old people at the Baylor game are not on Twitter.
0: Yeah, true. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's a great point. They're not going to email this thing out, but it's better than nothing. They are kind true. of taking back true. this. And look, I we've had the Art Biles conversation about how, and I realized in the last 24 hours, he kind of stole fun. The <laughs> It was, you know, a lot of awful, awful things happened. Okay? Terrible. Yep. And, he has been removed from the program for eight years now, and mm-hmm. you still feel the remnants of, oh, we can't do that, because they did that during the Art Bryles era. And there are certain things that certainly fit that bill, but a color is is not one of them. You
1: yeah. can yeah.
0: retake, reclaim the blackout. It's not his so right. I- I'm just glad that Baylor is at least making a step forward in this way. And I credit to student activities and to fan engagement and to BU athletics and Mac Rhodes for listening and saying, fine, if this one students want to make a great crowd, do it. Now the students have to respond by actually showing up and making it a great crowd.
1: That's true. And man, I, you know, I, it, it is difficult, you know, and part of this, I don't know if you've shared this story this week and I don't mean to muddy it even further. Part of it is the year after Bryles got fired. Yeah. Oh, when, yeah. Of, when when it was just allegations and there wasn't a lot of right. clarity, the black uh, fan garb was the we're on Art Bryles side. With the CAB,
0: yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: So that adds, but you're right. Ev- lots of schools do this. It's not inherently tied with Art Bryles. And I've even, as, a, as someone who was a student during the Bryles championships, I've had to go back and tell myself, like, I've had to wrestle with some of these feelings too, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, I had a blast as a student going to some of yeah. those games, and and now that it's kind of muddied, it's hard. But um, anyway, man, uh, I've I've got some of these themes in a sermon for you. It, oh, you've got a sermon this week? I do. I've got a sermon this week. Could I could I share this with you, Scotty? Um, I'd love to hear it. Man, let's do this. So they've been working it,
0: recent. Whatever you've been doing, I don't know if you've been praying extra or something, but these last couple of weeks, these sermons
1: have really been working. Well, let's see how this one goes, man, because it's an exciting weekend. The Kansas State Wildcats coming to Waco for a showdown between the two teams that I predicted preseason would land in the Big 12 championship game. still possible. But, it's possible, but honestly, each team is thinking, we got to win this game to stay alive in the Big 12 title hunt. Drake, speaking of Wildcats, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever comes out tonight. Oh yeah, good. I'm point, going yeah. to see it with some friends. Are you going to go see it today?
0: Uh, no, I don't. Whatever those are, I don't really do those. Uh, okay. Marvel? Is
1: that Marvel? I'm sorry. It is. It is Marvel. I'll speak to the majority of people. I can't watching lie. This. I can't lie. Go to see Black. Hey, and I appreciate that, Drake. But listen, since you haven't seen it, Drake, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you. Do you hmm. know what my favorite thing is about Black Panther? Um.
0: No, I don't know that, actually. It's, what it it's
1: is. the Black Panther suit. It's so mm. cool. It's like the coolest uh, superhero suit in the movies. And we've already seen, since you haven't seen it, I'll tell you, there's already been multiple versions and upgrades of the suit across the films. Mm. And in this movie coming out today, there's going to be some newer versions and some new wearers of the suit. And I'm excited to see all these heroes dress up in matte black to battle the forces of evil in an all new Marvel movie. Um speaking of heroes wearing black, Drake, we've already talked about the rumors around campus and this this blackout that Baylor is, yeah. is starting to come around and um I have a question for you, Drake. Of all the moments in the Bible, there's a lot of moments. Yeah. What would you say the most significant moment in the entire Christian Bible is?
0: I would say Jesus resurrecting from the dead. A hard yes.
1: I so agree with you. That's my number one moment as well. I think that is it. And the number two moment, which is necessary to set up that moment, is what? Uh, Jesus has got to die on the cross, man. That's right. Did you know that when Jesus died on the cross, that creation itself responded? I want to show you this. It's in Luke chapter 23. If you're reading along at home, I'm going to start in verse 44. Luke 23, starting in verse 44. This is very sad. This is hard. This is the death of Jesus. I know it's not um, Good Friday yet, but let's look at this really quickly together. It says, it was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit, and when he had said this, he breathed his last. Now, Drake, um, we Baptists don't read the message as our primary Bible, but it is a helpful supplement, and I do like the message as another alternative reading. It's a big statement. I liked liked the way the message worded this. You ready for this? You're not going to believe it. By now it was noon, the whole earth became dark, the darkness lasting three hours. A total blackout. Uh Uh-oh. The curtain split right down the middle. Jesus cried loudly, Father, I place my life into your hands. Then he breathed his last. Creation itself so grieved the death of Jesus that there was nature's blackout. At high noon, In the Roman province of Judea, the entire creation dressed in black attire to mourn the death of the king of the universe, Jesus Christ. Drake, that's a pretty big deal. That's huge. And I would like to mention here that Baylor is playing a football game in McLean Stadium, not at high noon tomorrow, but tomorrow night when the sun goes down. The sky will turn to black. And I expect every seat in McLean Stadium to have a Baylor fan's butt in it. Yeah. And I expect that Baylor fan to be dressed in black. Drake, you put out a tremendous emergency episode earlier this week. And I want to double down on what you said by saying this. And we talked about it already today. Drake, Jesus is in the business of redemption. That's right. And Jesus redeemed all of creation and sinful humankind at the cross when all of creation put on a blackout. It's time Mm. for Baylor, Baylor students, and Baylor fans to redeem the Baylor fan experience to redeem the blackout to turn it into a tradition we can be proud of and participate proudly in. And maybe, just maybe, it starts during Wakanda Forever's big weekend as our mighty bears take on the formidable Wildcats for a right to compete for that Big 12 championship trip.
0: Wow. The Wakanda Forever thing really didn't need to be there, but it just added added to it. There's even There are layers to this.
1: Drake, the, I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in divine providence. Why else would that movie be coming out this weekend? Riddle me that.
0: The blackout. Look, Riddle me I'll, that.
1: I will say this, which it could
0: have happened by the time this episode airs. If Baylor unveils black jerseys, if Baylor unveils alternate uniforms, that's it. It's over. That's it. I'll give them all my money. It's like, go. Two hundred dollars. I will name my. I t- I said it, I tweeted it. I believe it. I will name my kid Baylor Athletics. Athletics. I'm holding you to do that, by the
1: way. I'm holding you. Wakanda.
0: To that. There's scripture. The Baylor's won so many straight. They're endorsing a blackout. There's something here. Now, I where's my tinfoil hat? I I might. I'm I'm not really a conspiracy theorist here, but I do believe that I supposed to have a tinfoil hat that what if there's an option instead of where the hat that grant Taft wore what if there's an option where baylor unveils black jerseys because it was their idea the whole time to do a blackout they just were a student air quotes that wasn't a real student it was just baylor the whole time trying to get students to want to blackout. then they seem cool for saying yes and then they get to unveil new cool jerseys when it seems way cool organic Ah, uh, Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. But how neat would that be? Bring it all together. Speaking of bringing things together, swingler Swingler's not going anywhere when we come back. What do you mean when we come back? We're not going, I'm not going anywhere either. When he comes back, I guess, is what I was trying to say. Uh, we will do a complete breakdown of this Baylor game and of the whole blackout topic. So I know it's been a pretty popular topic this week, but first I'm going to tell everybody at home about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is where I, have made you know i i love bet online i do because it's, there's like the monetary thing to it underdog fantasy you can do money or not money and still like make money or do fun like i prefer to do fun there and do money at bet online but you could also do money at underdog fantasy uh pickems have been huge for me college basketball pickem is now a thing that's opened up which is really neat this episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy because it is the easiest Easiest way to spice up college football season uh, can be the most lucrative, too, if you really want it to be. You right now can go even on, like, a, a, like you know, Duke quarterback Riley Leonard, higher than 50 and a half rushing yards this week. I don't know. Greg May, lower than 302 passing yards. I don't know. Uh, right now at Underdog, you make picks just like that. Easy ways to play and available in over 30 states. Between, pick two, five players, put them on a little fantasy deal and make it work. Uh, right now, if you go and use promo code locked on, one word locked on, all caps, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's $100 free at underdogfantasy.com. Underdog, sports code is locked on. Do the college football pick them today. Scotty, uh, This, the whole blackout topic has been obviously something of contention for some folks over the course of the last week. And I I understand that now it is, I'm going to double down and say it again. It is squarely on the fans to show up and participate and show that it's not the fans fault. There is a misconception, I believe, amongst Baylor and even people that work for Baylor in some capacity that they're just, the fan base is just kind of not that passionate. And that may be the case to a T But I don't believe that's the overall issue, especially with students. I don't know if you know this, but the upperclassmen section packed the freak out every week. Upperclassmen show up a half hour early and there's not a spot. The Baylor line, however, has been bleak at best since game one. But you just stumbled upon some information that I I had gotten a couple months ago that they are limiting the line every week. Like this isn't the students. Baylor itself is saying, for better or worse, only X amount of students can run the line, and it looks
1: bad. Drake, it looks horrible. And and I don't—and and listen, I, God knows I don't want to be in the decision-making offices that some of these people sit in. Right? God does
0: know that. You are a pastor. Uh, you talk to him.
1: That's right. But, dude, like— I've, I've spent all season thinking that this is the most weak freshman class in Baylor history because of how mm. small the line is every week. And because you're right, it's embarrassing when you see that upperclassman section packed out and all these open bleachers right behind the opposing team bench on TV. It's horrible. Um, dude, and then I call – so I'm a youth pastor. I yeah. call a student of mine who's now a freshman at Baylor. I'm just asking – we're talking about all sorts of other stuff. And I mentioned that I'm coming on Locked on Baylor. And uh, he's like, yeah, the Baylor line situation is so dumb. And he starts telling me this. Is he a listener of Locked on Baylor too? He is now. Yeah. (laughs) Great to have you. Um, And he's he's telling me that all season, and so again, you knew this. Students probably know this. I think most adult fans, casual fans don't. Um, They've capped how many Baylor line tickets they're selling. Yeah. So what you've seen every week is a full Baylor line despite how empty it is. And I know this because my students said, yes, freshmen will pull Baylor line tickets and then sell them on the black market. Hey, who wants to run the Baylor line this week? Yeah. And then he said, he said this week they're doing a uh, first come, first serve at the gate can run the line, but then they're literally going to have a cutoff number. And so if, if, you know, Drake, I don't know numbers. If so many hundreds of freshmen show up, but they yeah. hit their cap at the gate, they're going to send them back and not let them run. Yeah. And, and maybe I'm a traditionalist and maybe I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but there's nothing more cool than for the past decade, really since I was a freshman in 2011, the past decade, when you've had a Baylor line, so massive, it almost takes up the entire football field. I mean, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's awesome. anyway, that was really frustrating to me because I know we've talked about the fan experience all year. Um, where could Baylor improve? Why is the Safari guy on my yes. you know big screen at the stadium? Um, that was really disappointing to me to hear. And, and yeah, the, I think the student experience suffers because of it. Hundred percent.
0: And to play Satan's advocate, there's a reason they don't call it that. To advocate for Satan, <laughs> I I understand. There is liability in the Baylor line. There, People tear ACLs. People break limbs. I've seen it myself. That happens. And Baylor's probably worried about a lawsuit or something along those lines. But w- w- you are diminishing one of the most unique traditions in college football. I can tell you this, honestly, honestly, if I go to a Kansas State fan, it's their first time to ever come to McLean Stadium and watch a game. And they're excited. Like, oh, I'm excited. What's your big tradition? I say, oh, the Baylor line. And then they see it. They're going to think that that's it. That's lame. Yeah, yeah. I'm from I'm from Manhattan, Kansas, and I'm still not impressed that <laughs> that to me, it, it is diminished, not only diminishing a tradition, but also making it to where students just don't care. Students just don't like, like I said it on that emergency pod. They're, they're not having fun and that's not their fault. It's really not. It, it's really not. So 6 p.m. Game. The crowd has got to pass that get get up. You know, you've been given the cards that Baylor has dealt you. You've got to go past that and still show up and still be loud and prove to the university. This is not a fan base issue, but instead an issue of it's been three years and it's still not really figured out as far as the whole Baylor line thing goes. Cause I can tell you my freshman year, 2019, it's not that the freshmen this year are less excited about Baylor football. That's just not, like, that's stupid to think of. And, again, I keep hearing this excuse of, well, Baylor's recruiting more academically inclined students now. They're less worried about sports. That is not true. That is not true. Maybe they're smarter students, but that doesn't mean that Baylor students don't care about football as much. Right? You know, Baylor's acceptance rate, when I got in, I think it was, like, 48%, 47%. I Googled it the other day. It's, like, 62% now. You're seeing a lot of students come to Baylor, and you keep getting these big freshman classes, and you're telling me they just care less about football i'm not buying it no something's got to change and and the blackout's a great first step but it's not the complete end goal
1: drake it's kind of a chicken and an egg thing right it's it's like who do you blame right because baylor will will do that baylor will tell you well you know we have a lot of older alumni who come to the football games that don't want to stand up during the game. They don't, you know. We don't want to get too loud. Blah blah right. blah blah. Which blah. is only a Baylor
0: thing, by the way. There are no
1: older alumni at any other university. Never. But, but you know, it's that old Baptist thing, whatever. Uh, and 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 so Baylor will tell you that. But what that produces is more of the same. And so it's almost a self fulfilling mm. prophecy. So which came first, the lame fans or the lame Baylor game experience? Uh, I I am not old enough yes. to know. Huh. I am not old enough to know. Here's what I know: when I was a student. Uh, 2011 to 2014 those were the football seasons it was so hype and even in Floyd Casey stadium some of you have seen the video that Ashley Hodge put out from the blackout game in 2013 so it's the same game I told you about about a month ago on on this yeah. segment um so hype and that stadium was horrible and the speaker system was horrible and and nothing about that experience was inherently great except that they made it great and the fans made it great and, and so right and so I think we can get there again uh, but I do wish Baylor might Do a little more. Do a little more to kind of give us a little boost. Yeah.
0: 2019 Oklahoma, man, where fan engagement is great and the fans are great. That creates. And what's so unique to me, Scotty, is I had somebody at the Oklahoma game on Saturday, a media member, brag about how great an experience he had at McLean Stadium when he came and watched Oklahoma play Baylor, and every time they've they've gone and played Baylor, how the crowd is always unbelievable and how it's one of the toughest places to play so loud. It's like, buddy, I I got news for you. That's because Oklahoma's coming to town. That's not because what Baylor fans and fan engagement puts out every week. So if you can get that atmosphere, that Oklahoma-style atmosphere that you get for the home game against Texas or Oklahoma, get that for Kansas state. Oh my gosh, it's going to be huge. So uh, speaking of huge Scotty, I, I do want to dive into the game uh, period. Like the players are going to play more so than we even get into big 12. We'll probably talk about TCU and Texas too. Uh, but to get into the game and before we get into the game, uh, simply safe is a life saver for yours. Truly right now, locked on Baylor listeners can order the number one rated simply safe home security system for 50% off. 50% off. That is 50% is the amount of how full Baylor Football Stadium was against Oklahoma State, probably. That is a lot. And it's a lot off. You can get it simply safe. Their biggest offer of the year. Don't want to miss it. Here's why I love it because I don't have my car broken into anymore. Simply Safe has alleviated that issue. And I have cameras that ward off the bad guys now or bad girls in an emergency. I shouldn't say bad girls on the podcast. In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring is right there to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you don't get just calls, whatever you want uh, or don't want them. 24 7 professional monitoring, a dollar a day, less than a dollar a day. Don't miss right now to say big. At Simplysafe.com forward slash lockdown college. 50% off. There's no safe. Like simply safe. Nothing
1: better than live ad reads, man.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes they get you. <laughs> sometimes they get you. I've had ones before. I've had some, I have some outtakes that are in the uh in the black, in the black web, the dark web that will one day make their service. Uh Scotty. Baylor in Kansas State this week. Baylor with a 61% chance of victory per ESPN. Now, I'm not saying they're wrong, but I don't have the credentials of the ESPN algorithm. Uh, Adrian Martinez comes into the game with way worse numbers than Blake Shapen passing, mostly because Adrian Martinez likes to run the football decently one-dimensional. He's not not a great, great passer, Um, but they also carry Deuce Vaughn. So, like, stop Kansas State on the ground. You're probably in business this week.
1: Yeah. unfortunately for Baylor fans, that's been something Baylor 95% of the time has been really good at is stopping the opposing rushing attack. Um, I will say, and, and my friends know I'm a sucker. I'm an absolute sucker for the great dual threat quarterbacks. I just think it's Uh so fun to watch. And so even before the season, Adrian Martinez was my big 12 offensive player of the year. Um, I, I just really thought his game would translate well in the big 12 and he's had some great games. Um, but you definitely never know what you're going to get from him from a passing perspective. I think you're right. The key will be Deuce Vaughn. Can you contain him? He is such a stellar player. Yeah. Um. The scary thing about Kansas State is they have a guy sitting right behind Adrian Martinez who's really been slinging the ball. And so I'd I'd be curious. Oh, Howard, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to see uh, both of them. But you know, if Martinez struggles too badly and Kansas State goes down after losing last week, they may pull a switch. Yeah, Um, I'd be curious how the Baylor coaching staff is preparing for both. Yeah,
0: my worst fear is that Baylor gets up 20. Well, it's not my worst fear, but one of my fears in life is that Baylor gets up 21 to seven and Will Howard comes in. It's just a different ballgame that Baylor wasn't ready for because he's a much better passer, in my opinion. I I will say, though, you mentioned, Scotty, how Baylor has a much better run defense than most teams in the Big 12, and that's going to be in play this week. They only allow 127 rushing yards per game. Kansas State allows 148. Neither of those numbers are elite by any means. Uh, but they're pretty good, Baylor's especially. So if you can capitalize on Kansas State's run defense that is more so middle of the pack and have your run defense be really elite this week, you're going to stop a team that's only averaging 200 yards per game passing while Blake Shapen's averaging 241. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and we've had a week's past. I said Baylor will go as far as Blake Shapen goes, and that's just not the case anymore. Shapen is simply filling a role. And if he can uh, look, Blake Shapen. Has the prettiest handoff in college football. That guy just ooh, <laughs> stuffed, stuffed the breadbasket basket, let him go, Blake. Uh, and he's made some big third-down plays, too, some big third-down passes. So if Shapen's able to do that this week, Baylor will, be, will, Baylor will be fine. But the game doesn't hinge on him. It squarely, to me, hinges on the running game. Hold the ball for 40 minutes and get in, get out, beat Kansas State.
1: And listen, for three weeks in a row – Baylor has run the football like that. And for yeah. three weeks in a row, you've gotten big wins. And so I, I completely agree with you. And and frankly, I'll just say it again. I think shaping with time is still the best, the best, most accurate quarterback in the Big 12. Um, so as long as he doesn't turn the ball over. Um, a friend said it to me earlier this week this way. I like this. Dream scenario. Blake throws 14 passes Saturday. 14 passes. throws He
0: only throws the ball 14 Not even completion, just passes.
1: Yep. Blake goes like 11, 10 for 14, 11 for 14. And you let, you let pretty Ricky Reese and, and uh, Craig Squirrel Williams go crazy. That's, mm. that's the dream.
0: All right. I'm fine with that. Uh, also, Fox, games on Fox or FS1? Have they decided yet? I've seen both. I've seen Fox and FS1. When, do we, when are they going to tell us that?
1: I'm going to look, yeah. but I, it literally still
0: says on Fox networks, uh, outside of Baylor, Kansas state. You know what? Fine. Let's do predictions. What's your prediction for Baylor, Kansas state this weekend,
1: Man, Baylor's going to win. It says Fox sports. That's dumb. Okay. so Sorry. Um, man, give me Baylor by like two touchdowns, man. I That's think kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think I think Kansas State's really good. And I, I I don't want I think they can win this game. I mean, I don't think Baylor's safe by any means, but I think at home, if fans show up like we're hoping, uh, if you can contain Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State will make some noise. It'll be close, but I think Baylor wins by two touchdowns at the end of the day.
0: None of these players for Kansas State have played at McLean Stadium that it wasn't a COVID year. So they mm. don't they probably aren't preparing for a big crowd. No one's ever like, oh, Baylor, watch out for the crowd. So right. if Baylor fans actually show up and put them on their heels, that'll be huge, huge in this game. That's why I think Baylor gets a, Yeah, I would say a 38-24 is kind of where I'm leaning right now. 38-24 uh, by, by virtue of the fact the crowd's going to be in it. I think Baylor gets out pretty quick. And, and I was way more worried about this game two weeks ago and even – eight weeks ago um, than, than I am right now, just because I think Baylor's hot at the right time. And they're they're due for, I don't know if they're due for a blowout because they had one against Texas Tech, but it feels like they're due for one of those knockdown, drag out, night home games where they just kind of run over you. Um, and Kansas State, that's what Texas did to them last week. So I see that happening this weekend. Well, Speaking of Texas, oh yeah, what you got?
1: I was just going to say, Kansas State's had two tough losses, and one was where uh, last week they kind of came all the way back and just couldn't finish. Yeah, And the one against TCU, they got way out in front, and TCU came back. And so, you know, um, I agree with you. Baylor's hot at the right time. They've had some close losses. I think all of that bodes well.
0: Yeah. TCU in Texas this week is the one other game that I wanted to point out. Number four, Horn Frogs, have a 27% chance to win this game on the road if they do win. Maximilian Duggan, who has... 2,400 passing yards, twice as many as Blake Shapen. 24 passing touchdowns, and two interceptions. If Max Duggan and the TCU Hornfrogs Frogs win this game, Duggan is like squarely the one or two spot in the, Heisman, in the Heisman race. A huge game, but Texas at home at
1: night, and they look like they're clicking. Drake, but I'll say this. One, Picking this game is awful because I hate both teams. And yes. we, we'd really like both teams to lose for various reasons. Um, I don't think, dude, ESPN, every algorithm they have gives Texas way more clout than they actually deserve. I saw an Surprise. ESPN algorithm that had them as like the 10th best team in the country the other day. I was like, yeah. what What are we talking about? Um, I still don't buy Texas. I still don't buy Texas late in the season. Um, I've said for a long time, Texas is going to be a perpetual eight-win team until they prove to me otherwise. I know they're good this year. Austin, for the size of that stadium, is not a hard place to play. No, not
0: at all. Uh, oh, yeah, Nor- Norman and Austin, both the same. The same. I'm,
1: I mean, and Norman's probably a little harder, especially if you look at the records, like historically speaking. Norman's right. a much tougher place to play than Austin. So, dude, I think I think Duggan gets it done again. Man, give me TCU <sighs> in that one. I do. Gee, I do.
0: There's no way they win by more than like four. There, there's no way they win by more than a couple, um, but they might. I, I, I would be fine with that. I want TCU to win just so Baylor can crush their dreams. I want TCU to beat Baylor next week. I want Baylor to beat Kansas State and... You know the scenario, Scotty. I've been very transparent about this. I want TCU to be Baylor by 45 next week in Waco. Baylor beats Texas, 8-4 Baylor against 12-0 TCU in the Big 12 championship, and Baylor wins.
1: That's what I want. I, Give it to me. I, I have seen you say this, and I just have to say that's so disgusting to me. Like, let's 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 clean them up twice. Let's blow them out twice. I mean, come Uh, on uh, 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 because I want them to
0: think they're getting in the playoff. I want them to think they're in the playoff. And Baylor just wipe some of the big 12. No,
1: because, because there is some ego. There is some ego there where if they're, if they go into that championship game and their only loss is fellow big 12 title contender Baylor, they're Mm going to think we still have a shot. We still have a shot. We can one loss. We, we beat the only team that beat us. We get the title depending on what else happens in college football. I just think, no, I hate TCU. I hate them with a passion. Go look at my pinned tweet, friends. Listen, I want Baylor to blow them out twice. But wow. I, think, I think they do win in Austin. I do.
0: Well, we'll have that conversation next week as the pigskin preacher joins the show again. Uh, I'm Drake Tull from Sports Illustrated Inside the Bears. That's the pigskin... Scotty Swingler. A lot of S's going on in preacher. Pigskin preacher Scotty Swingler. Scotty, thanks for doing this, as always. It's always very fun.
1: We Baptist preachers love alliteration, man. Mm. Happy to be here.
0: And three points. And seven. uh, Also a cool number. For those that are listening at home, thank you for making Locked on Baylor your first listen every single day. Come back on Monday, and myself and Cameron Stewart will break down, hopefully, a big Baylor win against Kansas State. This has been, and it always will be, Locked on Baylor.